Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In episode 101 of Holy Shenanigans podcast, I come to you from the Wild Goose Festival in Union Grove, North Carolina. I'm excited for you to join me in a conversation around three and a half questions about love with Joy Crawford. Joy asks us to all stop and listen to the lessons of creation. And if we listen, what beautiful things creation has to teach us. In the way that things flow around here at Holy Shenanigans Podcast, today's creation-focused conversation intersects with the Gaelic festival that marks the beginning of the harvest season. This festival honoring creation's harvest gifts is called Luna Sa. Historically, it was widely observed throughout Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. This festival is observed on August 1st, or about halfway between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. This week's Bible lectionary readings, the account from Hebrews 11, recounts the struggle of generations of people who seek to follow God, and is paired with this apocalyptic Jesus proclaiming the hard truth that his message is one of disruption. In this text from Luke 12, we hear how the cultivation of the kingdom of God calls Jesus' followers to work for justice, mercy, and love, and this work is hard. This monologue of Christ concludes with a familiar refrain of encouragement to remind us that we are not alone in this kingdom work. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What an interesting intersection between these scriptures where Jesus calls his followers to pay attention, 
to not be surprised when facing oppression and conflict, to a call to remember all the people in the kingdom of God cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. And then, this week where the festival of Lunasa falls and calls us to give thanks for the gifts of creation and the summer harvest. Let's hold these ideas in tension as we hear a conversation from the Wild Goose Festival, an annual conference focused on spirituality, justice, art, and music. This is where I met Joy Celeste Crawford, a spiritual director and caretaker of a community of creation-minded folks in Virginia. Joy was a co-creator at the Wild Goose Festival, and this is where she taught the importance of creation in the cultivation of spiritual practice, and also introduced many to the concept of the divine feminine. In our conversation, we sat in the great outdoors and learned to better appreciate the wisdom of the natural world. As we hold the challenge of conflict in one hand and gratitude in the other, I invite you to take a breath, a breath of thanksgiving and to hear some wisdom and care from the heart of creation with joy, Celeste Crawford. Tara Lamont Eastman, and I am here live at the Wild Goose Festival, and I'm sitting at my campsite on a beautiful evening with my new dear friend, Joy Celeste Crawford. I'm so happy that you are willing to have a conversation about three and a half questions about love tonight. I am really excited and delighted to be here. Thank you. I know we're going to have a good time. I'll start with the first question. What do you love, Joy, about being you. I love being a mom. I have these two incredible daughters. I love being married to my husband, who is just an amazing person. I also love that I love people. <laughs> if if somebody will tell me their story, mm-hmm. I will listen mm-hmm. for days. Um, yeah. I just don't get tired of hearing people's stories. And the fact that people will tell me their mm-hmm. stories yeah. is really special to me. Mm-hmm. In, you know, 30-second encounters, people will tell me who they are and what's on their hearts and where they're headed to or what's just happened to them. Mm. So um, I've always felt like that's kind of a special thing. I would agree. I think that's a really sacred space or a place of trust Mm -hmm. that not everybody has that opportunity. Tell me a story of how someone expressed love to you at a time that really made... A difference? Mm. On March 30th of this year, I was told that I had breast cancer. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the really good news is that it was stage one. We caught it really early. So I had surgery and I had radiation. And here I am. And I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I have every reason to think that I will continue to be okay. In the midst of that, I mean just the people who stood with me through that um, obviously my husband who just was there through all of it and was there as I was talking to my daughters about it because I think that that's the hardest part it was such a surprise first of all because it's so blindsiding nobody really ever 
least I certainly never expected to be told, mm-hmm. right? right? Oh, right. your biopsy came back positive. Right. It's so hard to tell people, especially people who love you, to sit and say, okay, I got something to say, and I got to tell you this. And it was harder on them than it was on me, I think. But he made it really clear that he was just going to stay right by my side mm-hmm. throughout the whole time. Wow. And he really did. And I was really didn't talk about it with a lot of people because I was so overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, you don't even know how to tell people. Talk about it. And plus that, like I said, it's really hard to tell people, right? So mm-hmm. who wants to do that? Um, and then you almost have to carry other people's yes. grief or anxiety about it as Absolutely. well as your own. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Um, so when I got done with radiation and I had 21 sessions of radiation, I put it on Facebook that I had just finished. And I had a little video of me ringing the bell because you get uh, to ring yes. it three times. Yes. Right? I know that story. Okay. Yeah. The love. Mm. I mean, the love that came back and the, the people who had been through it. Yeah. And I had no idea. I mean, people from my high school, you know, that, I mean, I graduated decades ago and they were commenting and saying, oh, Joy, I had no idea you went through this, but so did I. Yeah. And it was just this beautiful exchange of, of love. Mm. How love shows up in that space is something we all can be grateful for. I think it also opened me up to being loved, mm. right? Because yeah. I'm the one who does the loving. Well, right? you're nurturing right. people all the time, all the time with your children, with your work. I had to... I had to let people love me in a to whole receive in a that different way. Love, yeah, mm. yeah, it's really important lesson. Yeah, yep, a hard one sometimes, <laughs> but an important one. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell me about what you love to do in the world and with people? I love to be with people as they explore things. So, as a spiritual guide. I love to be with people as they explore their relationship to God, to the holy, to the sacred, as they start to understand um, for themselves mm. where they find their sense of purpose. And I really love to be with people as they come into an understanding of how interconnected they are, how we are all so interconnected. Mm. And so a big part of that is being outside with people and having them explore what is right there in front Mm. of them and what that kind of a relationship can be. Mm. The kind of love that can be present for people just by walking outside Mm. because of the gifts of the natural world. And to have people really just all of a sudden realize wow, I'm loved by more than just people or my dog. Right. But that that everything that is here and living and breathing is actually breathing love mm-hmm. towards me. And it just opens people up to a different understanding of their belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a, a Benedictine phrase that explains prayer or tries to explain prayer, but it says that everything is prayer and when I came across that I was like oh thank goodness because prayer doesn't look like the same thing for everybody 
earlier today, um, you gave such a beautiful conversation um, around the work that you do. And I remember you saying, you know, how each footstep is a blessing Mm -hmm. on the earth or the path, right? And that the earth is returning that blessing, supporting us. Yeah. And that was such a simple but, like, beautiful way to think about, you know, when you go to take out the mail, right? Um, Things that we think are so mundane are not. They're not at all. And and just walking outside, if we approach it from that place, and thank you for bringing that into the conversation, if we can walk outside our door and know that when we step on earth, that we are stepping into a relationship. I'm just not walking to the mailbox. I'm actually in relationship to the earth as I walk to the mailbox. And it's not just a one-way street. Mm. It's not just me appreciating Earth. It's Earth loving me back Mm. and holding me up. And then if you can get to know what it is that you're actually stepping on, right? Mm -hmm. Like the chickweed and the dandelion weeds and the dock and the plantain and the wood sorrel and the clover and everything that's there. It becomes this beautiful experience of, come to call it the shaman's roll call. Okay. If we can get to know the names of everything, they become part of our our lived experience. It's always so exciting Mm -hmm. when when one of them shows up to say good morning. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like they've come to say, oh, hi. So, yeah. (laughs) As a funny aside, um, one day I was running along the road and I was running down this, you know, this road right by a school and there's a little like hobby farm there. Um... And I'm running along and running along, and the goats in the pen took one look at me, and they, like, raced with me. And that was the most fun thing ever. And then they looked so disappointed when they ran out of area to run. <laughs> like, wait for us. <laughs> that's, yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. They, that's just incredible. I got goosebumps when you said that. Well, and, it, and I, I remember telling people that story, and some people were like, it was just good. I'm like, no, this was really a beautiful moment. Like, we were having this joyful race. Absolutely. This thing, like, you would have done, like, I would have done when I was a child, right? Yeah. It took me back to that space. Yeah. But Absolutely. what a gift for those, for those goats, right? <laughs> they, they didn't run away from you. They, no, they, they, they entered into what you were doing with you. Let's go for a jog. Let's be human. <laughs> And see, I think that that happens so much more often than we are even aware. Yeah. I think, I think you know, Butterfly comes to visit. Mm-hmm. I really do. We'll be back after a quick break. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave? Artificial intelligence. And the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because that's how we see ourselves? Are we, are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? So I think it would be fun for you to give our listeners an assignment, maybe something similar to what you shared with us earlier today here at Wild Goose. Sure. Go outside and just walk 
in greeting to Earth and allow whatever wants to um, find you to find you. Don't judge it because it really can be a blade of grass. Mm. It could be, a, you know, a pebble. It could be um, a dead leaf. Something wants to be in relationship with you. And if you can trust that, then what it is that we can learn is phenomenal. And we saw that today. I think we saw a little bit of that was that people came back with a simple leaf and it turned into, what was it? grandmother's devil yeah or the devil's grandmother yeah. is what it turned right was the and plant. Yeah. it was the plant is um, but but that plant had called to that person and then a relationship was established and it was the same kind of love i think it was the same kind of opening that it, i think that i was experiencing with um with the cancer mm. is this different quality to being seen, to be witnessed, and there aren't really even any words. There's mm -hmm. just, there's an exchange. There's some kind of energetic exchange that happens. And if we can be open to that, allow that, and sink into that place of the deep imaginal, where it's not just in your imagination that's there is a place of deep deep imagination where we meet where the holy the sacred feminine um, that is a part of all of us meets creation and so i would say that if you're going to go out and do something that would be the assignment would be to go out allow whatever wants to be with you whatever is calling you and to just spend some time um, and to ask, you know, why? Why did you want to be with me today? Mm. Um, and then just see what happens. So I can say from my perspective, it was a wonderful assignment. So I encourage everyone who's listening to just take that walk of gratitude and notice what that thing in nature draws your eye or your attention and what it has to teach all of us. If folks want to connect with you mm -hmm. on the interwebs, yes. how can they do that? You can find me at spirituallifecenterva.org. Thank you so Or much. you can just email me at joy at spirituallifecenterva.org. Wonderful. Because I, I have a feeling folks are going to want to connect with you and maybe bring their homework assignments and say, what does this mean, oh Joy? Oh my gosh. I would so <laughs> love that. Do that. Bring bring that. Bring your dreams. Oh, I love mm. dreams. I love to work through dreams. Bring um, your images of the, of the sacred feminine, of the goddess. Bring, um, bring all of the things that you're not usually allowed to talk about. <laughs> Or that you feel weird talking about sometimes, bring those. Well, and, and to speak to that, there are examples in scripture of both masculine and feminine representations of God, of the divine. Mm -hmm. And I know that that might not be something that everybody is comfortable thinking about or talking about, but it's an important thing for us to think about and talk about because our efforts to try to understand the divine are going to be off balance. Exactly. And for me, that's the root of the disease that we have 
across the board is imbalance. Mm. We are so out of balance. And I believe that the bedrock of that comes from our understanding of what is holy and what is sacred. And if all we have are masculine images of that, then it's going to be unbalanced. And so it's not about removing the masculine images. It's about bringing in, it's about the rising of the goddess, actually, which is a scary word for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Most people just don't want to talk about it. There's a book that I just finished again, and it was Dance of the Dissonant Daughter. If folks are looking for resources, that's one that I know that they could investigate if they're looking for feminine divine. Is there any other resources you might suggest? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Mirabai Star, um, Wild Mercy, mm. is a beautiful exploration of the divine feminine across different faith traditions. And Sharon Blackie um, has written several things. The one I really like is If Women Rose Rooted. Mm. That's a beautiful book. Um, one of the gold standard really is um, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, Women Who Run With the Wolves. That's been around for forever, but that is just filled with images of the sacred feminine, especially as she arrives in myth, mm. which is one of the places that we find a very strong expression of the holy um, and the sacred feminine is in myth. Yeah. If we could turn to that. Um, we'd be in good shape. That's wonderful. So we have lots of homework to do, but it's worth it. Oh, I think it's urgent. Whether we're able to continue as a species on this planet is more and more in doubt. But if we're going to walk that walk, we need to do it in a way that's balanced. We've got to find ways to embrace the wholeness of who we are so that we can walk together. Mm. and we can be together so on that thought of balance and and being a blessing to one another and to the world and to the earth I was wondering if you could give us a benediction or Mm. a blessing or a message of love that you would like to share with our listeners may we all live with an understanding and an awareness and a deep foundation of how interconnected we all are and how we are all a part of the one great love. Mm. May we find the story that we all can contribute to and that we can understand that it's not just us. Thank you, Joy, for your insights on the gifts of creation and how to engage creation as spiritual practice. To connect with Joy, reach out to her at www.spirituallifecenterva.org. As we give thanks for the summer season of harvest, I found myself in a space of tension. On one hand, I held gratitude for the many gifts of grace and mercy in my life. And on the other hand, I held a heaviness 
that came to me in the words, oh, there is so much more work to be done. On the day of Lunasa, one of gratitude, I wondered how can I hold gratitude and this call to action in the other? This is where my eyes fell to a viney green houseplant sitting on my kitchen windowsill. And I remembered my friend Joy and the assignment she had given to pay attention, to pay attention prayerfully to nature, to creation. And so I asked myself, what would Joy have me ask about this greenhouse plant? And so I asked, and I waited. I took a moment to consider what this plant could teach me about this place of tension I was experiencing. I noticed how the plant's vines had uncurled and expanded since coming to live on my windowsill this last spring. My, how she has grown, I thought. I smiled, and my tension eased into two questions. What growth do I give thanks for? Who has encouraged growth in me? Prayerfully, I named the recognized growth. Prayerfully, I named the cloud of witnesses of the people who have fostered that growth in me. Through this moment of prayer, my heart was filled and I could celebrate Lunasa, the growth along with the tension, the calling to justice and mercy. I remembered the cloud of witnesses and suddenly I could celebrate first harvest with joy. Paying attention to creation can be as simple and profound as noticing the growth of houseplants in your kitchen or taking a walk in the great outdoors. As we go about the daily work of cultivating the kingdom of God on earth, we need to take in the gifts of creation that are all around us. This week's poem, Lessons from a Craggy Tree, came to me after a long walk at the park, where a majestic tree caught my attention. She had thick bark with deep crevices that were craggy. She had deep roots. She had a multitude of branches and leaves that danced in the wind and that somehow said hello to me. Craggy Tree extends her greetings to you too if you will stop to see her and listen to what she has to teach. Lessons from a Craggy Tree Greetings, says the craggy tree, the many times I've walked by, busy in my mind, not wanting to break my stride. Greetings, says the craggy tree, with deep crevices lining her bark. I talk and walk and think my thoughts that echo in my heart. Greetings, says the craggy tree, her roots reach deep, reaching out and out, and out, and out, and she finally reaches me. Greetings to you, beautiful craggy tree, with deep crevices, arm branches, and ever-reaching roots. Thank you for your grace and ever-holding space that reaches my always-meandering feet. Have you seen this craggy tree? with deep crevices, arm branches, and ever-reaching roots. She sees you. She knows you. She calls a greeting of love to all who pass by her faithful gaze. 
Greetings, says the craggy tree. I am your holy shenanigans muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Wild Goose Festival, to Joy Crawford, and to Ian Eastman for sound editing. Also, thanks to HSP listeners for supporting our work at this podcast. You can help us out by visiting www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman. To learn more about Joy and her work as a spiritual director, go to www.spirituallifecentersva.org. I encourage you to join Joy in her assignment of listening to creation, to paying attention to the blessings that it has to give, to take a walk and ponder what you see, hear, and feel. To help you on this assignment, I lend you the two questions that came to me as I celebrated Lunasa. On your walk in nature, ask these questions. What growth do I have to give thanks for? And then name the growth. Question two, who has encouraged growth in me? And then name those people in that cloud of witnesses. Name the growth. Name the people. Give thanks for the gifts of creation. Remember to celebrate this first harvest with joy. <laughs>